Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The amount of times that I've had numb blasting in this house (laughs) is disrespectful. It is such a good song. I appreciate that. My girlfriend, when I first met her, I had a really, I have a girlfriend. I had a really crazy altercation with her. I have no game whatsoever. I was this. The re, I'm only bringing this up because you said you brought up numb. I guess it doesn't matter. Anyways, I thought she, like we knew each other for a second, and she's like, "No, never heard of you, never seen you." I'm like, "I've never seen you either." Cool, but then I looked in her likes, and she had numb, and she's like, "Oh, that's." I'm like, "Yeah, that's I'm you." Like, I'm like, "Cool, okay." So, did that song just blow up on Spotify or what, dude? It was like a, a TikTok thing out of nowhere. I don't know what happened. I just posted this uh, this video of me singing it. I wasn't even gonna put it out. And uh, and there was just a bunch of really pretty girls that happened to like it, and you know how videos do when that happens. And then just I just like six months later, I just see all over my feed these girls. I'm like, dude, I gotta make this song, so I filmed it, or not filmed. It. I I recorded the rest of it, wrote it, and then filmed another video and I posted it, and then that's uh, that's what happened. It just kind of went crazy. Was that kind of your process of how you made songs? Because going through your TikTok, there's a lot of really good. Just like 30 second, 40 second clips. It was usually by accident. I would just make those videos just for the people that are watching. I was like, oh, here, this is for you. A little gift every day, you know? And eventually people just got so, what's what's the word for uh, frothing at the mouth for some of these? And I was like, I don't want to put these out. And Numb was one of those where I wasn't even considering putting it out. And then it just went insane. And I was like, I need to. That's crazy. That's usually what happened. I would just like make a bunch of cool stuff that I thought was fun and then once like it became like a an outrage for me to not have it out then i'd be like fine i'll finish it yeah you kill it on tiktok i feel like i've kind of moved away a little bit it's kind of making me go crazy my friends that are still on it are talking about how it's making them go crazy i did have a good time on tiktok for sure and i think it accidentally built my career so i'm so glad that it exists so how many um eps do you have out now technically i have one ep i used to have an album out it was a long story. It got deleted. I think I have like 20-something songs, 26, 27 maybe, out. And is that kind of the way to do it now, to do a lot of singles? Like, I want to put out a fat album, but my team's like, you got to drop single after single after single, because if you drop an album, a lot of your songs are going to be ignored. And I might just say, fuck it, and drop an album anyways. I don't know. I want to drop an album, but apparently that's like not the way. Have you heard anybody saying that, speaking about that at all? I've had... Like pop stars from like the 90s. And even they say it's like the singles are the way to go right now. But it seems like it. I don't know why. So how did you really grow that following on TikTok? And did the pandemic really help with that timing? Yeah, dude. I Okay, so I was in high school. I was 17 when I first started using. Like I was using Musical.ly. Just how old fun. are you now? I'm 21. Crazy. Yeah, it's been a while. Been a ride. <laughs> um, But I was 17 and... This girl that I knew got like was getting like a thousand views every video on TikTok, and I was in high school and I was sitting next to her and I was like, "Damn, I could probably do that." She just posts like her face, and I was like, I started making like little prank videos and stuff, and none of them would do well. I get like max a few hundred views, 
And then one time I just set up my phone and then I did like a, what I thought was like a, a funny gay rap. But the, the principle behind it was, it was a gay rap, but it was the best damn rap you're ever going to hear in your life. So it was funny and cool. And I did a few of those and I was like, I don't want to do this. This isn't really my lane. I don't think it's funny anymore. It's like, it's kind of overplayed. And so, were you doing music at the time? Yeah. I didn't even like, those weren't even the same. I was just making music separately. Some people in my school listened and that was about it. But I made those videos and then those were doing, they were doing pretty good. And I was like, fuck, I got to transition. I don't want to be known for this. I don't want to do this. So I started making like funny raps. And then like, I just followed like a principle of like making sure that it was multiple things, really entertaining, really funny. And a third thing, I think it was a twist or something. That was like my three rules every video. That's so funny because there's yeah. one song of yours on TikTok that I really, really love because it has that twist. The message to my ex. Is, is that yeah. One? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one, I think that's the biggest one that has like that type of vibe because the whole beginning of it is like, like you think I'm going to, here's a message to my ex. You think I'm going to want her back and all this. And then right when it flips, it's like, I would have done it treated worse. you worse, stole from your purse, fucked all your friends, got you fired from work. Were you just focusing like every day I need to make a killer song? Yeah. Is that kind of how you grew it? It's more personal growth. I wasn't trying to make money or trying to grow my music from it. I just thought it was, I was like, I'm getting views. I like the attention and I want to give something people that like my friend. Okay. I have a friend, Ty Verdez, who was doing, remember those videos in the car where he was filming himself and he'd be like, he was like the first guy set his phone down and he would say, I'm quitting my job at Verizon and I'm going to be an artist. Have you seen that? No. That was the first guy to promote himself on TikTok that I've seen. It wasn't really a thing before that. And I saw that and I, and I met up with him in LA at some live to create, put us all together. And I was like, I really, that's a cool idea, but I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the self-promotion guy. It just doesn't sit well with me, but I'm sure it'll work. And it was working really well for him. So I was like, I'm going to do a whole different thing. I'm going to keep doing my videos. I'm never going to mention that I make music, that I have songs out. I'm just going to deliver to people what they want to hear, give them a song every day, leave a link in my bio if people are like trying to get a little curious. And it seemed to work out. Yeah, over 2 million monthly Spotify listens, over 100 million on songs. Like, uh, Yeah, I can't even, I can't grasp the, the reach. I don't understand. I don't get it. Do you like doing live shows? <laughs> Love it, yeah. It's it's one of my favorite things. I I like doing this. I like jumping into the crowds and not telling people. I I'm learning to tell people now. But when I first started, I didn't know you had to tell people. But <laughs> so I'd be on stage and I would just be like, the song would be in the finale, my last song. Numb would play, and then I would just go. Oh no, warning! <laughs> no, nothing. I just jump, and this is how you learn. You're also to give perspective. You're a lot taller than I thought you were. You do the people think I'm five eight. I don't I, get it. Maybe five ten, but I did not expect like six four. What are you? I just stretched out. Yeah, six four. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Good guess. That was that was pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Basketball player status. <laughs> Short basketball player, maybe. <laughs> I feel like are, I don't think there's are there. I don't keep up very well. Are there basketball players my height? There's like a few. Yeah, I've got to be on like the. You're on the shorter, right, shorter spectrum. You could barely cut it. Type, barely cut it. Type basketball player. Would people catch you when you jumped into the crowd? I don't realize my height in situations like this. Usually they do. There was one time they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a video of this somewhere and I'll show it to you after. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know if you could throw it in there after yeah. it. It was Lollapalooza. 
and it was you know there's like a thing that separates the stage from the crowd one of those barriers and i knew i'm not that athletic i couldn't clear the barrier and it was a bunch of teenage girls so i don't know how i'm gonna if i clear the barrier they're not gonna catch me so then i i go and i stand on the rail and i try to jump in and i can tell that they're not gonna catch me so as i go i just kind of shift it to like a little fall <laughs> and i feel so embarrassed and everyone in there is is uh they're looking at me like I'm supposed to do something. I'm like, fuck, I, this is super embarrassing. So I just start running through the crowd, high-fiving everybody. And then I, I high-five like 300 people and I just run out. And I think I saved my embarrassment. I don't know. To me, it worked out. I'm sure you did. It was scary. Was uh, Lollapalooza sick? It was so cool. I'm still wearing the bracelet. Oh, wow. I get made fun of every day from my girlfriend for still wearing this thing. Um. But it's cool. I like it. I just, I don't know how to take the thing off without ripping it. You know, you need to put a little straw in it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting so I can like put it in a box, but I don't want to have to cut it. It'll happen eventually. Somebody will show me how to do it. Yeah. What really got you into music? Yeah. I mean, I was making little voice memos where I'd film or whatever we had at the time. I don't know. Where I'd film myself just singing these little raps. And I didn't realize at the time that that was going to progress in anything. They were trash. They're horrible, but they were fun. And at some point, I, I wrote some shit. My mom upset me, and I just wrote a rap about her, and she found it, and she never let me live it down, ever. And it was like a whole, like, like a long ass. I she didn't find a recording, but she found all of the. I was very, I was very rude. I was a child, but um, never spoke ill on my mother again. And then you just started recording those poems honestly what happened was in uh in high school the whole soundcloud era hit and all these soundcloud rappers were popping off i'm like oh this is possible people can do this so i started recording with my friend clark and he was making beats i was writing raps and we just kept throwing them out and i was doing all these like stunts at my school to get people to to listen and i'd cause a ruckus start fights do anything I would start talking shit on like the football players. I would just do whatever and I'd write diss tracks on them. And it wasn't very intentional, but looking back, it seems like a perfect marketing plan because then all these people were talking about me regardless, good or positive, good or bad. And I had, this is a lot for me in high school, but I had, I think 500 monthly listeners, <laughs> which at the time was a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, after TikTok, that kind of blew that out of the water. So there's no real proudness there, I guess. Yeah. And you're a very techie person, For right? Sure, yeah. You posted on your Instagram story yesterday, you have this AI bot that can respond yeah. in the form of your brain. And it, it well, kind of, yeah, kind of, but it, it connects into your calendar. And if someone asks for plans, it tells it if you're free that day. Mm -hmm. Do you just figure that stuff out yourself? Yeah. I'll tell you like a little like background info on it that kind of connects like everything because even on your music videos you have like don't look at these tags to try and help with the algorithm right yeah i learned that from my friend clark he's a he had a youtube channel the producer and he in all his tags or all his videos his youtube videos he would have to connect to a very descriptive like very specific audience because he had a very specific style of video and i was just like fuck it i'm gonna just just rip his style of tagging this seems to work i've been doing it every time how the fuck did you notice that i didn't even i knew that you're techie i'm like what is he doing so then when i'm looking down in the description i've always wanted to do that too but i could never figure out to like 
how to really just incorporate it. So I'll, so I'll write like four fans of, yeah. but like just writing like invalid tags, like don't read these makes yeah. sense. It's like really cool that you figured that out. My label or label keeps ripping them out of my videos. Every time I, we um, got to talk to them. Yeah. We got to <laughs> say something. <laughs> I mean, this, he's from my management team, not my label. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they keep every time they're supposed to copy the tags that I give. They just keep taking them out. I don't know what it is. And I don't have proof that it works. But I think it does work. My most popular videos with millions of views on YouTube, they all have the tags. Okay. I'm going to put them all in every podcast going tell me, forward. Tell me what happens. See I'm going. It, see yeah. it works out. So how how did you figure out this AI stuff? Um, okay, so combination of just being a nerd and, and other things. But there's an app called Shortcuts. And it came out, I don't know, fucking a few years ago on like... What was it like iOS? I don't know if it was 10 or 11 or, or something. And pretty much this app is just, I'm going to like make it really simple because I don't know that much about it, but it's very simple for automating things. So if there's something called IFTT, right? Which is if this, then that. So if something happens, then this other thing will happen. And pretty much you just separate the if and then the that, right? So like if this happens, then a bunch of other things happen leading to that. So I guess this this concept of like people texting my phone and then having a robot go through my calendar and do all this is just all those things in the middle before that. And that would be the response. So if they text, then that, they get a response and then it goes to my calendar, then all this stuff. So it's just kind of going one by one. So I was like, I wonder if I can do this. I wonder if I can do this plus one. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immersifies you in the language that you want to learn. Maybe you have an upcoming international trip or you want to connect with a family or a friend. I know a lot of people who want to learn a new language just to pick up a new hobby. I can personally attest to this as I used Rosetta Stone when I went to Italy for my honeymoon. It helped me brush up on the Italian that I learned back in school and I was able to get through the land and speak the native language. It made it so much more fun, plus my wife loved it. They're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language. Plus, there's lifetime membership and access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off that language learning. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language learning courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's the Joe Guarantee. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking we could pull one of the best autographs in the game, but guess what? With zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. What I love is the display of the available 
available cards, the hit rates, and the grading. Arena is a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying. And with Arena Club Slab Packs, they're revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash lightweights. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, go to arenaclub.com slash lightweights for 10% off your first purchase. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Thing, and then that. And then this plus two things, and then that. And then eventually I got this plus another this and that, plus another this and that, plus AI, like chat GBT integration, and then all these things going together. I think the biggest part was trying to figure out when you're when you're running with automations and you're running with a, a neural network at the same time, it's a, it's a mix of engineering and social engineering because the way that you have to configure on one end, you're configuring, teaching, telling a phone how to do things. And on the other end, you're telling essentially a person how to work within, it feels organic, how to work within that line of, of things that are happening. So it's like, um, do this, do this, do this, do this, talk to ChatGPT, get an answer, do this, do this, do this, do this, talk to ChatGPT, analyze what just happened, get another answer, do this, do this, do this, and then one more ChatGPT and then response back. Is this all just fun for you? Like you understand it? Yeah. I'll go after this. I'll I'll go through the whole. Yeah, I'd love to see it because the extent of AI that I use is Autopod. Yeah, to cut my camera angles. That I haven't even used that. I heard that's really cool though. It's the best. Is it good? It's incredible. I don't even have to like adjust anything. That's insane. Yeah. So the fact that you're doing like these responses on your iPhone to me was so crazy. Do you ever use AI for music to create beats or just to like get the ball rolling on anything? No, that's where like I won't even use Rhyme Zone. That's where I draw the line. So right, to like find a word that rhymes. Yeah, I can't. You do don't that. even do that. No, I did that when I first was writing raps, but I, everyone does a different thing, so I'm not gonna say this is right. But I feel like that's just not the way to learn and grow. I want to be the best at whatever I'm doing, and I'm not gonna get there if my limit is rhyme zone. Like if everybody's using rhyme zone, that's the cap. Anyone who uses rhyme zone, that's as good as they're gonna get. What's on that page? But if you want to be more creative, you have to not have any options in front of you. You have to create your options. So when you're writing, what kind of space are you in mentally to try and figure out a song? I just see a photo or a video in my head of like what I want the song to feel like when you listen to it. And then I throw words at it. And then whatever words, like not even in a particular order, but I just throw them and whatever seems to stick. I'm like, that's what it's meant to be. It's like a blurry blob of a song and then eventually gets clear. You know, where do you start? What's your process? Is it words and then the beat? Do you have the beat and then you figure out the rhyme? Well, I used to just go off of YouTube beats and I would just look through hours of beats until I found something cool and then split it up and then kind of do like a slight 
bit of production on it and but now i'll be in a session and i'll be with a, a guitar player hopefully next time if i'm on this podcast again i'll be playing guitar but i'm not there yet i'll be with a guitar player and a producer and they will uh we'll just go through a bunch of chords sometimes it'll be the first chords i hear sometimes it'll be you know 10 things in and um I'll find something that inspires me and then I'll come up with a concept. So I'll spend like 20, 20, 30 minutes just thinking of like a really cool, something I'd be excited to write about and a picture in my head that goes with it. Once I have that, then it's just easy. Then like the rest of it just happens and it's, I just keep throwing words at it. And if it fits and it fits, if it doesn't, it doesn't. And I toss it. Can you knock out a song in a session? Yeah, I usually do. I feel like that's like, I've made multiple songs in sessions, but to make a good song in a session, I would say I'm like, one out of every four or five sessions, I make a really good song. How high is your tier for what you release? It's insane. I know almost immediately, though, when I make something, I'll make something and in the session, I'll be like, I'm putting this out. And I put it out like within a month. But I I have thousands and thousands of unreleased demos that I go anywhere from 10% good to 90% good. But they're if they're not 100 to me, I'm not putting it out. I can't. Do you have any songs you're working on now that you're really excited to release? Yeah, I have I have this one where I'm just like fast rapping, which I think is going to be really fun. It's uh I can't I can't tell the story behind it until a later date because it just wouldn't be the best for my life at the moment. But after <laughs> that's no longer an issue, I'll explain the song and I'll tell the the details behind it. Who do you who's your favorite person to do producing who's your favorite person to do sessions with <laughs> i have so many friends that i i make music with it's just like it all depends on what i want to make there's there's certain friends that are really good at one thing like clark he's really good at starting things but he's amazing at pulling things together so i'll start with somebody else some random person new session i don't know who they are we make an idea that's really cool then i send we go to clark then clark and i spend Hours. I probably spend 20 hours with Clark and he spends another 80 by himself working on the song. Just to, like, I don't even know how to get into the detail that he, I don't know how to explain it. Like he knows so much more about mixing, mastering and, and all this shit than I do at, the, at this moment. But yeah, really grateful for Clark. Clark is dope. When you think back to certain songs, does it take you back to that certain time and place? Or do you not want to hear them again? It all depends. Sometimes I'll, I'll listen to it and I'll get taken back to when I wrote it. Sometimes I'll get taken back to the, what I'm writing about or I'll get taken back to when I'm performing it. And it's kind of, it all just changes on how I'm feeling or how long it's been since I've heard the song. What's your thoughts on Arson? <laughs> arson is cool. Like the act or the song? The song. Okay. We can talk about the act later. <laughs> um, arson's cool. I made Arson because one of one of my friends, I can't say who, and he doesn't know that I know this, but one of my friends apparently burnt a house down um, when he was younger. T. <laughs> <laughs> it was like revenge. And I thought that was like the craziest thing ever. And I was like, that's insane. So when I was working with one of our mutual friends, we uh, made the song and I just went, I'm so sorry. I burnt your house down. That wasn't very, you know, and then we just kind of went in. And we both like just had a little giggle about it. And we're like, this is actually kind of cool. So we made it. Lyrically, it's incredible. What would you say your style of music really is? And what is it transforming to? 
I have no fucking clue. It's so unique. I feel like it, it, it's kind of different every time. I get bored. I get really bored. Do you think you have to stick to a genre? I, I, I've been told by so many people that I'm being, I'm not being very good to myself if I don't stick to a genre. But also, in this day and age, everything's different. You get so bored. People aren't really fans of artists anymore, I think. I think you're just a fan of songs. So if I make the most unique songs... I can have a lot of people fans of my specific songs and then eventually they'll find out I make the other ones. Like I Won't Beg For You and Numb, I feel like are very different worlds. And I don't even know if those people overlap, you know? But if they come to a show, they're going to have a good time to both. Do you think people come to shows for that song, at least with you? For Numb or uh, I Won't Beg For You? For any of your songs, like for Arson, for for Numb. For uh, Yeah, I've seen, like people will, I'll ask people what, what songs they want me to play and I'll get a lot of numb arson. I'll get a lot of some unreleased shit that I don't even, I'll just post on my story or talk about in my discord. I have a leaks place in my discord where just all my, like not all, but a lot of my leaked songs just sit there. It's kind of like a free way to listen to music. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. I have so many that there's not really some that stick out much more than others. They're all pretty, equally represented i think uh-huh do you think that that's kind of the direction music is headed in where people are just fans of songs that's just what it feels like it is already i'm a fan of songs i'm not a fan of artists really besides billy eilish and maybe dominic fike but then again i'm only a fan of like like a lot of his songs billy billy eilish and the killers i think are the only people that have not made a bad song to me what makes you a fan of dominic fike his writing is really believable. I believe all of it. If, if, if it's if it's fake, he's one of the best liars. But I just, that's what I think good writing is. You have to, when you listen to something, if you really believe that the artist means every word that they're saying, that's a good song. Does his acting transcend to you? I've, I've seen like, I didn't really care to watch Euphoria. What? <laughs> I watched two episodes and I was like, this is really depressing. I, I'm already, I, this is just going to, I wasn't in a good place at the time. Yeah, I thought it'd be up your alley, but I guess. It it just, I was already there mentally and just watching that just made, I was just a cycle of depression. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. But I did watch Dominic Fike's performance, which I thought was cool in the show. Like him making the song and all that. Um, but yeah, that show was too depressing. I just couldn't handle it. Would you ever want a writing session with him? For sure. In a heartbeat. I would love to. I, I feel like he really speaks from the heart and he's not afraid to make things. He doesn't he doesn't seem to to care what the population thinks and he just makes shit that's good. With someone who's at like where you are now, how much of your time is dedicated to music? Is it morning to night? Are you constantly thinking of ideas? I mean, the past month I've been all AI, but before that, yeah, it's it's usually just every single second I'm I don't hang out with friends much. I'm doing this more. I'm hanging out with people more, trying to live my life and not just let it pass me. Yeah, you went to Night Swim the other day. Yeah, like that one, I went with my girl. Before that, before this last like few months, every waking hour, like when I was making those TikToks, I'd wake up at noon and then I would come up, go for a drive, come up with melodies, come up with a song idea, start writing it in my car, and then I'd finish writing it, and I'd drive home. And I'd record me singing it, and then I'd engineer it, and then I would record me singing to the audio because like 
I'm going to make it sound perfect. Uh, obviously, the videos are, are separate than the... I know that's obvious, but the videos are separate than the actual recordings. Um, so then I do like a hundred of those videos until I find one that I like. What do you mean a hundred? Like a hundred takes of it? Yeah. Like I'm sitting there for like 30 minutes just doing it over and over again until I think one grasps. I'm like, oh, that one has like... There's like a little glimmer in my eye in that one. I like that one. So then I I put them together and I would caption it and then I would... I'd get it ready to post in the morning and it'd be midnight and then I'd go to bed and then I'd post it in the morning and then I'd do the next one and then I'd go to bed at midnight again, wake up at noon, midnight, noon, midnight, noon, and I wouldn't have friends or hang out with anybody. Do you think that dedication led to you being signed? Yeah, for sure. I think that's, that's what like, I hang out with a lot of people that have big aspirations and big goals and they see me not doing that and they assume that following my actions now is what's going to lead to where I'm at now. And I don't think that's true. I think you have to reassess for every new position in life that you reach, right? Like, like whoever, like, let's say you're trying to climb the ranks. I don't know if this is, this is probably a horrible example, but you're trying to climb the ranks when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details to corporate through mcdonald's by starting as a cashier you're not going to apply the same principles once you become a like a multi-branch manager you're not going to be you're going to do the same shit that you're doing as a cashier so when these people that are my friends see that i'm not spending 24 7 making content and songs they're like oh i can do the same thing he's doing by not doing that and I'm like no you gotta do that's required you have to spend your that's the only thing that puts you ahead of other people, spending all of your time, completely all of it, um, doing your goals. So now uh, that you're in that next phase, what is that next phase? I might just jump on, back on that train of like not having friends, but I'm just a little conflicted at the moment because there's so many things I like doing and it's not just music. So I'm probably just going to maybe 5% to friends and family and then the rest to everything else. And... I'll just keep balancing. Maybe I'll go on, on vacations with my friends and that'll kind of make up for it. And then I'm back to to not having free time. And is that other stuff, the AI type of things? Yeah, for sure. Do you want to be a like a coder? I'm, that would be cool. I, I'm kind of getting in that world. Using using um Shortcuts, the app that I made everything in, is like a very, 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 very baby basic version of coding in just like putting little blocks of of knowledge and actions together. Do you, do you train it to think like you? No. So the way I'm using regular chat GBT, but the way that I, 
That's wanna, crazy. I don't want to give away all the all no, the, don't, all the don't, sauce, don't. Because I think I'm gonna sell it or something or like maybe give it away. But I just want to be able to the way it's at right now. If I share it with people, I mean, I can give this concept. It doesn't really matter. I'll, I just want to go in detail with you before it's it's um you know, but it's essentially I just have it going back to this place where it just learns how to be me. So every time one of them will go back to somewhere like a stored, um, very specific text, like like a prompt. Part of the prompt will explain how to act like me. And I just had to keep trying over and over again to engineer the prompt. And it's funny because now ChatGBT came out with the GBT agents, which is essentially doing the same thing where you can like create your own version of of the robot by telling it how to act and think which is like great timing. I still can't use that in my shortcuts yet. I think they'll, they'll probably add something like that at some point. Do you so, think there's no escaping AI? Mm-hmm. I literally have, I had the thought recently of this whole time I've been thinking of whenever that, if you can't beat them, join them thing happens, whenever that point in time crosses where it's too late to you either start choosing to get ahead of the curve or you don't and you're get left behind, I think this second is the point. This is like the beginning. This is when it starts now. So now I'm I'm jumping ahead. Do a lot of people your age think like that? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't really talk to people about this. I'm I'm really I like that we're talking about it because I don't get to talk about this a lot. Well, I'm 34 <laughs> next week, and the AI thing, the extent of it again was my autopod. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. But yeah. like all that does is cut my angles. You're like responding to people with messages with your iPhone. Like, how do you even pair that up? Dude, I can set one up for you. And for like, for us, so when you text me, it'll be... We don't even have to talk. We well, can just have our AIs talk to each other. The thing is, I'm like, there's a there's a limit I'm reaching, I think. There, there's a... The problem with shortcuts, the app, I, I would do way more things, but... And the reason why I didn't do this earlier, there's a limit on the things that cause other things to happen, right? So the coolest thing that they allowed that Apple allowed is that when I get a text without any further confirmation, without me pushing a button, it'll set something in motion. Like it responds. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, eventually it'll respond, but I'm just hitting like a, it's essentially just pushing a button that starts whatever I want to start. So me getting a text, luckily they allow you to even receive the text, receive the images from the text, anything, and you can send that through. Um. So yeah, I mean, I can make something that would respond and speak as if it's me but every once in a while you're gonna get some fuck-ups and the only way to to make it pretty foolproof is just by fucking it up a bunch of times like my friend we found this problem he hit me up and he was testing it and he was like hey let's uh he's just a funny guy he's like hey let's go to a whorehouse tonight no response he just broke it i don't know why because it didn't know how to respond Probably because ChatGPT doesn't allow that. Right. It so doesn't it, do anything sexual. So then it won't send through to the rest of whatever's happening. Um, and then it just stops responding and it kind of breaks it. And then I, I realized what was happening and I'll explain it after this podcast again. But um, yeah, it's just like hitting a bunch of little... That's what I love about AI and, and all this type of stuff. You just hit a bunch of roadblocks. Same thing with music. And you figure out how to pass the roadblocks. And each roadblock is like, you're like a little... Um, fucking video game character getting coins, you know? Every time you get a point every time you pass a roadblock and you're like, "Fuck, that was so hard, but I did it." On to the next. 
Is ChatGPT going to be part of everyday life eventually? It's already part of mine. I wake up at like 10 or 11 a.m. It read me what I had to do. It told me what time I had to get in the shower. It set an alarm. It spoke to me out loud. It sounds like I'm crazy. If you've aired this like years <laughs> ago, but my phone was telling me, it was like, you have this podcast. Here's the address. This is how long it's going to take. So you need to get in the shower by this time. I'll set alarms for this time. Um, there's no details about the parking. Sometimes people put parking in the calendar. So it'll tell me about where I got to park. And then um, it sets alarms. And then I have fucking alarms going off my whole day. So I have to figure out how to wait a, a way to make them go away when I don't need them anymore. And this is all synced through your calendar app. Yeah. These are all, they're all different things happening. Do you have an Apple iWatch? No, I, I, I mean, I do, but I don't wear it because I lost the charger. Oh. Yeah. You're living in the future. Dude, this is the baby version. I'm living on, this is like, this is going to be redneck shit in like two years, maybe a year. Sooner. Yeah, maybe like a few months. This is going to be redneck shit. <laughs> yeah. But for now, it's cool. I like it. You use it because it helps your life. Yeah. My, I mean, my car drives itself. I'm driving a, a fucking, like an old ass Tesla, but it has autopilot. So that thing took me here. I wasn't even driving, sitting back, doing legal things behind the wheel. But you don't use any AI for any music stuff. No, I was just having the thought earlier today. Maybe I was thinking even just to make beats, like to get that ball rolling. I feel like the only thing I'd use it right now, if I made something that that helped me come up with the cool chords. I think that is the most I would do. Chords like for the yeah for to like to play on guitar or or whatever. Other than that, I feel like that takes away from the artistry, because chords you can't really copyright. You kind of you use them all the time. You use the same chords as somebody else's song. It's everybody does it. There's not that many, um, so that's not as creative to me. And I, I feel like the whole point of being an artist is expressing yourself. And if there's any area, if I'm using ChatGPT to express myself, I'm not expressing myself. It is expressing itself. You know. Yeah. So. I just had a, a little conversation. Google has a an AI named Bard. And I wanted to see what both of them thought about each other. So I was just having them talk to each other. I was just copy and pasting. And eventually ChatGPT started asking some really deep questions about AI's place in life. And then Google Bard just shit itself. And it was like, oh, sorry, Bard is on a temporary break. It's been helping too many people. And it just went off. I don't know if that was just because I asked too many questions or if that was... It was really interesting timing. They're taking over. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm with them, though. I'm with them for any AIs in the future going back and watching this video, transcribing this. I'm I'm with it. It's all so much for my brain to wrap around because I feel like I had life figured out, but now it's like I have to try and figure this out. Take me on the spaceship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Zoom me up. <laughs> what do the outlines of your music videos look like? Because they're really intricate. They're really cool. Uh, it depends. I do. I direct half of them myself. Maybe not half, but I direct a good amount of them myself. And... You'll see in the credits if I directed it or not. Those ones are crazy. I make a lot of those with Moody, Moody Darkroom. We made a lot of fuck ups where we had no outline and we just had like an idea. And then you just go out and shoot it? And then it looked horrible and uh. we had to reshoot it. But we just draw on little note cards. We draw like each shot that we want with stick figures. And then we just shoot those shots and then that's it. So we come up with a concept. We'll throw ideas at each other and we'll be like, he'll rate my idea out of 10. And then I'll be like, all right, top it. And then he gives me an idea and I'll rate it out of 10. And we don't shoot anything until it's at least like a nine out of 10. 
So I feel like it's a cool creative way to go about things because oftentimes you think an idea is cool in your head, but then when other people see it, they don't relate. Right. Who who helps fund them? I do. I just pay for all of it. Aren't those expensive? Yeah. So I'll give like a baby lesson on the industry. Please. Um, labels, versus, there's labels and there's distro. I'm signed to a, a distribution company, which is like, well, there's three steps, right? There's independent distribution, which is when you like go on those websites like DistroKid and you upload your own music and they don't take any percentages. They don't take anything. You just pay yearly and your music's up there. You get everything. And then there is distribution where they take like 80%, you know, I'm sorry, they they take like 20%. You get like 80%. And they're shopping your music for movies, TV shows? No, that is that is publishing. But they uh, they take like twenty percent, and then they'll they'll sometimes give you a marketing budget, and that is the budget you'll have to pay that you have to pay everything you spend with them back off of your eighty percent. So like let's say you spend a hundred dollars with them. If the song makes a hundred dollars, you've only paid them back eighty dollars. So you have to wait till it makes another twenty dollars total, right? Or on your end. So when you're at a label, it's like the other way around label gets 80%, you get 20, and then they offer you a bunch of services. Still not shopping your music to movies or anything, but um essentially my whole point behind all this, the only reason why I gave that education was because I the loan if I borrow money from the distro company, I am paying is it like a 20% interest loan or whatever the I'm just this is off of the the figures I gave. Each deal is different. But I'm paying whatever type of loan that is. I would rather just pay it out of my pocket now and save the interest, save the money. I'm going to have to spend it anyways. I'm going to pay it back anyways, so it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I fund all, most of my music. Now, all my videos out of pocket. Like the one I just shot comes out January 12th for Dive promo. Um, that one I paid just fully out of my pocket, and it was really expensive, but... And there's no real return on YouTube. You get like a thousand dollars back um, for like a few million views if you're an artist. Um, but it's just for like I want people to be able to see into my mind more, and it's just kind of an expense at the cost of money. Do you have a favorite music <laughs> video you've done? I think the one I just did. I haven't seen it fully done yet, but hopefully this will be my favorite. It's like the end of the world type. Have you ever seen? Um, that TV show Last Man on Earth. No. It's like that. Just watch like the first few episodes and that's essentially my music video. It's really cool. It's just doing stupid shit when the world ends and then there's a little twist at the end which is kind of nice but I don't want to give it away. Do you have to get permits when you're filming out everywhere? I mean, you have to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we definitely got all the ones that we needed to get. You have to go out and get it. Yeah, you have to. Right. It's required. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're the kind of guy that people get obsessed with. I'd hope so. I'd like, well, that's a crazy thing to say for me. I hope so, but I would hope so because I feel like it makes it more people that see the vision, you know? Well, because you're like the full, you're the full 360 of like the music, the look, the music videos. Like there's a whole world for people to dive in. It's not like they're just listening to a song and then they go over to the next. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're really good at pushing that out there. Have you had any crazy fan interactions with people? Yeah, there was this, this is really early on. <laughs> I got a random phone call because I don't know how, but somebody got my phone number. I get a call at 3 a.m. 
It's like, hey, it's a girl. You're awake. Yeah, I was awake. I was driving. I don't know why, where I was going. But it was, she was like, hey, what's your favorite breakfast? And I was like, fuck it. I'll play along. I don't. And I was like, pancakes. And she was like, okay. And then she hung up. And I was like, that was so strange. And then I woke up. 6 a.m. There were pancakes at my door. And I was like, I called the number back. And I was like, how the fuck did you find my house? And she was like, oh. Well, you said what city you live in. So I just drove around until I found your car parked outside. And then I brought you pancakes. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And I didn't eat the pancakes. My stepsister ate the pancakes without asking. She lived. (laughs) So I don't know. Apparently they were good. So I'm sorry for not eating them. But how do you drive around the whole city until they find your car? I don't know. It's a small city, small town. Right. So, I mean, like. She must have used some other info or something. For sure. I don't know what, how, but I must have given too much away. But that's what she told me. So, I mean, that's dedication. Yeah. I think I've talked about what neighborhood I lived in too. So that probably helped. Yeah. Like, because there's like a, a colloquial name for the neighborhood I lived in that I didn't think anybody outside of it knew. So maybe, I don't know. You recently did a video where you drove around with fans. Yeah. What was that about? Um, wait, was this, was this the thing I just did a few days ago or was this a while ago? This is a few days ago. Okay. How did you, wait, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I picked up fans. I don't even know if I'm going to put the video out. The video is not even out. That's why I'm, <laughs> but like Nardwar over here. Um, but yeah, I, I just told like five to eight fans to meet me at a parking lot, drove them around, showed them dive. And then we all got Denny's after. And there's a little video that I took on my phone of us getting Denny's. Do, 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 do. It's recent. It's okay because you're really good at narrating process while it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) If I just speak out loud while I'm looking at my phone, then maybe there's no... There it is. Oh, one, two, three. One, two, three, Denny's. One, two, three, Denny's. Yeah. So I just have this thing where if I ever do a small fan meetup, we always go to Denny's after. So that's kind of the new thing now. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. What do you have coming up? Like tours, festivals, music? I'm looking for an agent right now. So I want to do a tour, but I'm trying to find the right home. My last agency was cool, but I feel like they were geared for a different style of music or just a different type of artist. And um, once I find an agent that... I connect with, then jump it on tour, and everything's gonna be great. Who would you want to go on the road with? Like another artist? Yeah. Opening for me or me opening for them? Either. I would probably want to open. I mean, ideally, Billie Eilish would be insane. Um, but has she ever heard your songs? I don't know. I would love. Uh, that'd be cool. I don't know though. Maybe maybe we'll find out after this. When you were doing the TikTok really heavily. Would you, did a lot of people recognize you from that? Was the reach really out there? Yeah, when I first started, anywhere I'd go, I'd either be recognized as Kid Leroy or It's Luck City. And <laughs> and it was like one of the two. And eventually, when I started getting called Christian Gates, I was like, oh shit, these are like music fans, not... What do you mean? Oh, from the people. But you are mm-hmm. Christian Gates. Well, yeah. I mean... There's, I have two, there's like two personas. It's, it's Luck City and Christian Gates. But they're essentially the same. They, uh, okay, Christian Gates has not posted 
a TikTok with a camera facing. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know how to explain it. He's never done a selfie. Video? I, I write differently under under both, and then sometimes it's Lux City songs just get so popular. I have to post them on Spotify. Oh, that's how you decipher it from TikTok and Spotify. But yeah, but they're just written differently. Like I write, they're whole different. Like they're different personas, I guess. Yeah, but Lux City is your TikTok persona. Yeah, got it. So, um, it's really confusing in public when people ask me my like my username or the name because they'll ask what it is, and my name has its in it. So I'm like, it's it's Lux City, and it just sounds so stupid. I don't know how to get. I just start spelling I T S Lux City. I don't know, man. I don't know how to handle that, but that's probably the best way. It, sorry, I was cutting you off, but you said when people started realize, calling you Christian Gates is when you felt like people recognize you for the music. Yeah, because I could tell when people say, yo, Lux, I'd be like, well, that's not my name. So they're probably just from TikTok. And when they started saying Christian Gates, I was like, oh, they're from Spotify. These people are, these this are, is like, Spotify these people. are fans, <laughs> you know, not just people recognizing me because they saw my little name on their For You page. When you get on a playlist on Spotify, do you get psyched? Not anymore. How come? Because it doesn't really, it doesn't like do much. Other than just boost the numbers? Even then, it doesn't do much there. Like comparatively to having just like a fan base if i think i don't know how to explain it it used to psych me like some i'll get like playlist covers so from that psychs me out on spotify when they do that shit every once in a while they just throw me on a cover and i'll be like ah oh, man i love you guys it's like your face yeah it'll be my face on like teardrop or, or whatever and that's really cool but playlists don't to me for some reason i don't think that they do that much when i look through the data they what does a lot though is algorithmic and Spotify is the best at that. Like f sending your music, like there's this phenomenon. Anytime I, I used to go to the gym a lot with my friends for like a few months. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was a lot in those few months. Anytime we'd be at the gym, even if these people have never searched my music up, didn't know who I was or whatever, they just knew me from being around the city. Dangerous state of mind would come up at the gym. So they'd be like, oh, I hear this song every time I'm at the gym. Spotify is so good at just finding the people in the situations that need to hear the music when you're on autoplay. And that I think is what the thing is. I've realized now, actually, I don't want to give away the secret. I don't want to give away the sauce. Never. I'll tell you after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Should I, I don't know if I should give away. Whatever. It's not that, it's not crazy sauce. Just make music. It doesn't, the promotion, once you get to a certain size, I feel like promotion doesn't matter as much. And if you make shit, that people who don't know you are immediately going to like grip onto. It doesn't even have to sound like your other shit. You don't have to be, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. Um, you can just make music for those people that are going to randomly hear your shit through the algorithm and not through like trying to promote it, trying to be an artist, trying to do any of this. And you could do probably some of the best you would ever do from that. Because Spotify will just connect that song, not even you as a person. I make a folk song, they'll throw it to people that like folk. I make um, a rap, they'll throw it to people that like rap. Like they don't, it's really good when you go to Apple Music or the other platforms, Amazon, whatever. I feel like they just, they don't have those like the same, I don't know what they have that's different, but something about Spotify does it right. They know how to pair it. They know how to pair it. They know how to connect you to the, connect the user to the music. That's great advice. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I made it, said it in a way that makes sense. No, I got it. It makes sense. I got it. No, that's sick. Cool. Well, mm -hmm. Christian, thank you so much for coming by. I really want to talk more AI after. 
Thank you for having me. This is, this is great. I had a good time. New music video today coming out. Yep. It's well, going mean, to be linked down below. It's on 12th. YouTube? Yeah, the 12th. Yeah, on YouTube. Okay, sick. What's it called? Uh, it's called Dive. And what's it about? It is about... I had a cool write-up for it. <laughs> Let me read the write-up because I don't want to fuck it up. Because this is this is really nice. I did use AI to help me write this write-up. Um, like what? You typed in your synopsis? I forgot what I did. I think I just... I was like, help me convey this message of the song. And I told it what... Uh, do 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 do. Here it is. Okay, ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking yeah, voice. Gotta make this fast. <laughs> Dive is a thought-provoking and introspective song that explores uncertainties around life, death, and the afterlife. With its blend of deep lyrics and compelling melody, the track invites listeners to contemplate the mysteries that lie beyond our understanding. Dive is not just a song about the afterlife; it's a metaphor for taking risks and confronting the unknown in all aspects of life. It encapsulates Isolates the journey of questioning, doubting, and ultimately embracing the mysteries that life presents, making it compelling and relatable track for anyone who has pondered the deeper questions of existence. That was fucking beautiful. Fucking, <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> I had a high school teacher on, and I asked him about AI, and he said Chat GPT is destroying them. And I get it because that yeah. was so intellectually That's crazy. Right? That was beautiful. You got to know how to talk to it. Uh, we don't have time. I'll tell you after, but. I know we got to wrap this up. Oh, no, we can go on. I, I, I'll be like, one of my, some of my friends are into it too. And they're like, why do you, there's a voice feature where you just turn, like turn it on and then you just talk to it. And it'll, on ChatGPT? Yeah. I mean, is it an app also? Yeah. That's the best way to use it right now. Oh, I thought it was just a website. Mm. It's free. I mean, there's two ways to use it right now. So look, you can, um, you can even just have a convo with it. I don't know how my Wi-Fi is. Yo, how you doing today? What the fuck? I think that's Scarlett Johansson. But there's um there's also this feature where you push this little microphone button and then you just talk. This is the best. You know how like when you're texting on your phone and you hit the voice thing and you try to talk to it and it like barely gets words right? This will just take, I don't know how they do it, but even like your tone, if you end something with a question mark, like the way you talk, it'll put a question mark. It gets everything right 99.9% .9 of the time. I'm talking like this and it'll get this whole transcription like perfectly. So I'll just expand on a thought for like five minutes. I'll just go on explaining everything I like I want to express. And then I'll do that like three times and I'll talk to it and it'll give me the best response. And my friends wonder why I talk to it and give it so much information. You got to talk to it like a person. It's, it's, it learned off of how humans communicate and it just converts that to text and then you just send it in. So this is your chat GPT that is familiar with you as a person solely as you. No, this one is this is just the regular one. I'll I'll show you the other stuff that. But there's another version where it recognizes you as a person and your thoughts and your ideas. I, what do you mean by that specifically? Like in relation to the texting thing, or like you said, it, the more you talk to it, the more it recognize learns you. No, so they don't allow it to do that at this point. You'd have to keep retraining it. You could stay in the same chat and it would do that. Um. But then there's a limit to for some reason. I don't know if it's. I, I don't know enough about this to be talking so like confidently about it, but it seems like there's some sort of version of, of like a short term memory that it has, um, where it just gets too, it's, it's overwhelmed. Like if you, if this chat goes too long where you keep giving back and forth, eventually it'll just be less consistent and accurate. But if you keep speaking to it and 
there's they have like a feature now. It's um where you can I think they're gonna make a, a marketplace where you can sell these. But I made this. It's called Blunt GPT. And I've gotten tired of how Chat GPT never gives it to me straight. So I'll give it an example of like, hey, this person said this to me. Chat GPT would be like, Oh, if you guys are having like friend troubles, maybe you should go see a therapist. This one would be like, Yeah, they're being manipulative. You should not stand for that. And I'm like, nice. And you just train. This is really easy. You just a robot. Little chat GPT will help you make this on the website. Blunt GPT. Blunt GPT. Very <laughs> blunt. Oh. Not like. I thought it was the other. N- no, it's like, like direct, <laughs> like, forward, you know? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, Christian, thanks so much for coming by. Music video link going to be linked down below. Guys, go check it out. Go leave some love. Thank you for having me. This is great. Christian Gates, thanks for coming. Woo-woo. Lightweights. Out. Sick. That was great. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.